Yo, what's popping, everybody? Welcome back into the Break Starter Podcast. Today, we are a couple weeks into the season. We have no more teams that haven't won a game. I know the last time I was on, there were three or four teams that had no wins, and there were two or three that were undefeated. So far, we have one team left that's undefeated. That's the Milwaukee Bucks, who I have been saying this lately. I know it's Zach's team, but I've been saying they just feel like inevitable. Like it feels like this is their year again. Mm -hmm. It's like like Thanos and like that last gym is Chris Middleton just chilling on the bench about to come back. Literally. (sighs) I mean, they have a differential of Mm -hmm. Mm 11.8. They destroyed us without Giannis. And Chris Middleton. <laughs> I mean, you take off their two best players and add the three that were wearing stripes. That no, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty bad game to watch, but um, I'm glad you didn't watch it because mm-hmm. there were so many like stoppages that were just like, bro, how are you not going to call the last three where Shea got literally decapitated, but then you're going to call this one where Brooke Lopez is like, it's just he's not a superstar. I got knocked over by Drew Holiday. He's not a superstar. Well, what do you mean? Me. Uh, I swear, like <laughs> when Giannis doesn't play, y'all shoot like a hundred threes a game. Yeah, literally. Yeah. No, to start the game, fourteen of y'all's first fifteen shots were threes. Fourteen of the attempts <laughs> were really, threes. This surprised me too much. Fourteen, like you weren't even, and the only other one was a pump fake dribble shot. Like not even, not even like a layup or anything. It was that. just we're all just gonna shoot and. You, Props, y'all were making them. Javon Grayson, Brooke Lopez. The first two threes of the game were Brooke Lopez. I was like, <laughs> dude, we literally can't do anything, and we've been a pretty solid team so far this year. No, oh, come on. I mean, four game win streak. It's one of the top five longest streaks so far this season. Um, obviously, the Bucks are number one. The last time a team started, uh, I think it was back when they were seven and zero. The last team that started seven and zero. Was the Golden State Warriors? The Warriors that we upset. That no, no, no. That was we did, that y'all we, yeah. We beat them. We gave them their. It was oh, they were twenty four and zero. Twenty four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I do remember that. Mm-hmm. I thought you meant the championship. We made shirts. Like, we made shirt. The, yeah, it was a home game for us, and it, it was like the. It's just a bunch of Milwaukee sh- like these dark green shirts that just say twenty four and one. Never, I've never seen so many fans just get so riled up just to just to upset someone for being undefeated. Never seen that before. Hey, I mean, y'all do a lot where it's like, just hopefully you're predicting it or like making it happen. Gotta the the uh, Bucks and Six. And oh, like that's that. a classic. That's a classic. Um, that and then the that one obviously. Mm-hmm. But another team that's up there is Cleveland Cavaliers. They're eight and one. They're so on. Good. They lost their first game of the season. Mm-hmm. They've won eight straight. They have the highest. Point differential in the entire league. 12, bro. 12.3. Oh, is it point three? Yeah. Oh, that's their point five ahead of y'all. And then they're 1.1 ahead of Phoenix, who those are the only three that are obviously above 10. But the next closest team is the Raptors at plus 7.3. Mm. All three of those are plus 11 and then plus 12. Mm-hmm. And then the Raptors are plus 7.3. That's that is insane to me, but let's go ahead get started. So what we're doing today 
is asking you, how have you been? I wasn't on the last <laughs> two weeks. Well, I wasn't on last week, but it's yeah. been two weeks it since we talked it. on the pod. So how are you? Um, well, I was grinding last week, put out a little mailbag. I know you were listening. Um, we were talking about that assist thing. The, mm-hmm. It was, I forget, the question exactly was something like, who's going to be the next player to get 11,000 assists? And it had to be like under the age of like 26 or something. So you couldn't pick like LeBron or something just because he's so close. But mm-hmm. um, that honestly, I wish you were. Did you listen to like the last two questions I had? It was talking about, uh, I, don't, I don't remember what's in my head, but there was two on there that I literally was just like, I don't know. I, I literally just don't know how to answer this. Honestly, next question. I I do remember I really disagreed with the Lowry Markinen thing mm. just because like, just from watching him play, he's gone for me. He is looking so and and then you were like, yeah, we were wanting to be like we were wanting him to be like a Dirk Nowitzki type player, and you were like, I mean, he's looking like it now, and I'm like, exactly. Like if he's looking like it, he he, he looks know. like the number one option. He does look on good. the Jazz. He does look good. and like in my head, I'm like, if you're gonna trade him, probably around the deadline, mm-hmm. if you're gonna move him, it's like. Would I even take a first? Like, mm-hmm. unless it's from like a bad team, mm-hmm. like unless you're getting like OKC's pick, which I think that would be such a good pairing with Chet. Mm-hmm. Like, just a stretch four that can play oh, the yeah. small ball five and everything. Another white that, guy. You yeah, know, I know. I know. That's. I wasn't going to say. It. I wasn't going to say. They are basically the Rams. And um, Matt Stafford is J- Josh Giddy. <laughs> but um. Oh, the two questions that I didn't know how to answer were um, the what the case for the Lakers to not trade Westbrook, and I was just like, "You can't get value he's back." He's good, yeah. He just can't get value back. And then the other side was, "Will any team trade for Westbrook and actually keep him?" I was just like, "Well, you're probably only acquiring for for a pick, though." You know what I mean? Like, I think the I only know. team would be like the Clippers. I, I was know thinking you y'all. I was that. thinking y'all, basically. Yeah, but I don't think we'd trade for nah. I don't think so. Like either. just because we don't have the contracts anymore, it would have been like a Derek Favors thing where we accepted him in the cap mm-hmm. space. Blah blah blah. But um How are you? I'm good. I just got back from vacation. I was gone for a week. Mm-hmm. And the cabin life, big yeah. big mountain man. Bro, it was so great. Just resting. Basically came a... back looking like a bear. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I feel so hairy right now. Really? Like it's mountain in you. Yeah, I know. We no. didn't see that many deer. You know how we usually, when we a go ton. up, we see like 10 a day at least. Mm-hmm. We probably saw like 15 the whole time we were there. Hmm. And I feel like it was the same three, like every single time. It's the same dude. Just like, where are y'all going? Yeah. <laughs> no. Cause there was one that we, I was, so, I was literally like a foot away from it, like eating out of my hand. Mm-hmm. I stood there. Like I messed up my back just being hunched over the entire please. time. Like, please come closer. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was it. Was a lot of fun. I got to rest a lot. Like first couple of days, went to a couple of wineries, went to some hard apple cider. Which I'm next jealous. time you go, I'm jealous. Like with us, mm-hmm. like you, we'll probably go like you, me, Abby, Beck, all them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have, I definitely have some places we can go to awesome. that are really nice. Some of them are some some are like local ones here, mm-hmm. but they're apple cider instead of mm-hmm. beer. But mm-hmm. it was it was a lot of fun. Did a lot of stuff. Um. Any river action too cold? They close like mm. almost everything October 31st. Huh. Yeah. Like Dang. Whitewater, done October 31st. Just um, for weather or reasons? I think or... just like the chill in the water mm. and 
Um, so that you, there's no, you pick ems. You, you remember that where we go and like pick oh, berries yeah. and fruit and all that. Just they stopped seasonal. that November. What the heck? Like right before we get there. And I'm like, oh, so we got to keep that in mind. Abby yeah. didn't get to do any of that. Yeah, that's, that's like sick. some of the, that's like two of the top, like four yeah. things we do the what whole the trip. But we played some pickleball. Heck yeah. Ryan started playing a little bit. Heck yeah. Um, he's really like, he's good at getting the ball up. Mm. Like, you know how we hit it and it's like, you're probably not going to get that. He like just somehow gets it up. And I'm like, that's very intriguing. I like it. Like, it was the first time he had touch. ever played. You got a little and, touch. Yeah. And he looked like he has played before. Huh. But oh, um, yeah. yeah. So been watching a lot of basketball. You know me. Um, mm-hmm. No matter what, going to watch. Uh, watch the World Series. Congratulations to the Houston Astros. Um, but the funny thing was with that, the um, Phillies, the so Philadelphia lost the World Series. And they lost the something soccer, something MLS Cup or something. Yeah, whatever it okay. is. Um, so they're the, I think they're the first city to ever lose two um, championships in their respective leagues on the same day. And they better lose the Super Bowl to the Bills too. Yeah. Hey, I mean, yeah, but it was on the same day. Oh, what the heck? Yeah, that it's never happened. Like no city has Philly ever was, lost. Philly two. was burning. Yeah, Philly was literally just on fire. Well, Philly, Philly was greasing up all their poles because you remember when they won the Super Bowl oh, that they were like knocking yeah, over street yeah, poles yeah, yeah. and everything. So they were greasing them up, and then they ended up just not winning. So tell me about this. Uh, you kind of mentioned before this this rookie that is on the Astros that is just nuts. Because uh, I'm actually pretty interested on the fact that like. I feel like we're kind of starting to see this. We're like, okay, we knew the NBA, like younger and younger players are starting to dominate. And now we're starting to see this same thing happen in the NFL. I mean, we're seeing like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, um, even like guys like Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, like all these very young guys who previously were in positions that only like veterans actually succeeded in. And now they're kind of dominating. And now baseball kind of was like that last sport where it was like, Okay, yeah, you'll be 18, you'll get drafted out of high school, and then, all right, we'll see you in about six years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what is his name, Pena? Carlos yeah, Carlos Pena. Pena. How old is he? Uh, I, don't, I don't know how old I was trying to look is, up his but... name, and I'm getting, like, the old Carlos Pena, like, 44-year-old Carlos Pena. Um, so, he is a rookie, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's the first position-playing rookie to win World Series MVP. There's been three rookies that have won World Series MVP, but mm-hmm. the other two were pitchers. So okay. he's the first to ever do it as a position player, which is pretty insane because, you know, mostly pitchers have been winning like a good amount of them recently. And mm-hmm. um, who won last year? The Braves. I think it was it was probably like Acuna or somebody. Mm-hmm. But um, you just never see it anymore where um, these young guys are being the leaders on their team. And it's a good I mean, I'm not going to say he's the leader because, you know, Altuve is still there and he's always going to be the leader of his team. But, um, like, being that number one. Jeremy Pena. Oh, sorry. That's what I was like, Carlos Pena is a 44-year-old. Where am I looking <laughs> right now? He's 25, bro. Yeah. 25. And Holy cow. You're just, you're not used to that. I mean, even in the NBA, you don't really see any rookie contract players mm-hmm. being – like the one or two guy on 
a championship level yeah. team. I think the closest we've seen is we've seen like kind of like Luca kind of get close with their team. Maybe, maybe Trey would be the closest we've seen. I mean, Eastern Conference Finals. I will say, like, who else would you a say? few years ago when Donovan Mitchell beat the Thunder okay, yeah. in the first round. Yeah, I would definitely say that's up there. That was one of those where it's like he comes in and he is just the number one guy. Yeah, they like it of, does not matter. Tatum, I think, would be close, but it would, they had, he had Kyrie on that r- rookie team. Jalen Brown was but also then still good. They all got like Kyrie and Hayward got injured, and they mm-hmm. still went to the Eastern Conference. Yeah, Final. that's another good so one. He kind of got credit for it. Um, Maybe like Ty. I'm not gonna say like Tyler Hero, but that championship uh, where they went to the championship oh, team. In the bubble. He was the number two scorer. Mm, I could the, see that. I was like, gonna say like Book as well. Yeah, I mean like Book. And I think like older now. I think Tyler Hero is really similar to Pena, mm-hmm. and on that like championship team where it's like you know he's not the best player. He has a role, but he is like he ends up winning Finals MVP because he pops off. Yeah, but. Another player that I would say is like when Kawhi won it back with the Spurs. Okay. When okay. it was because like he has stars around him. But yeah. he, he does his role and his role is very pivotal. Yeah. So it's just incredible to see like these young guys, the I mean, I don't even know if he's that good. I don't know if he's yeah. gonna turn into this star player or anything, but just seeing a young guy come in and just take over. Mm-hmm. Like in the crucial moments where you know, veterans even break mm-hmm. like this rookie doesn't break. And he just goes and like getting a hit, multiple hits every single game. And it's just insane. Um, <laughs> I just showed Sean his, his chart, like his, his zone chart for how he hits. <laughs> and it's just all blue except the dead middle. <laughs> it's just like nine of his like 22 home runs or whatever it is are all from dead middle. 28 of his whatever hits or some, uh, base hits or something like that are all from dead middle. It's like, maybe we just shouldn't throw it right in the middle for him. Crazy idea. Shocker. Just gonna, just gonna but throw, you know, throw it, it happens, out there. it happens. Might be a thing. All right, let's get into our main topic for today. Um, we're going to be talking about, is it real? Uh, basically going off of some like topics, some things, some trends we've been seeing and just kind of going to see if we think they're going to sustain. So we did something kind of similar to it for coming out of preseason. Um, we had some pretty hot takes coming out of there. Um, but now we have, we've seen what roughly anywhere between like seven and 11 games from teams at this point. Um, I think every game, every team has played seven at least. I think they're all at nine or more. Is it now. nine? Okay. Okay. Um, so we've got a small sample, probably not enough to like really be sustainable, but that's what I, we're going to talk about. I think I start judging around the 20 game mark. Yeah. I think that's like, okay. It's a third first of the 10 season. could be jitters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, first quarter. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, first yeah. period. It's a little, little first period of the season. Yeah. But um, that's when you like can start putting, not conclusions, but you can start putting assumptions together yeah. and being like, okay, this team is the Bucks are 20 and 0, <laughs> then, you know, that's a like, they're probably really good. People are you know? saying people are saying for uh the the Bucks being unfair, they're like, all right, we 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 all know we have to lose before Chris comes back because if Chris comes back and then we lose, <laughs> the city's gonna burn. Yeah. So that, or but, you know, they could just be like, We we're just integrating another all-star level player and you know, he, you gotta take your lumps. Yeah. Which yeah. I mean that happens. He gotta get his usage. All right. So what we're talking about now is are these things real? Okay. Like, obviously, we're only about 10 games into the season right now. 
But what we've seen is we've seen a couple teams look really good. I mean, we saw the Jazz start out undefeated. Um, yeah, the Jazz are eight and three. They're two in the West. They're the second seed in the West right mm-hmm. now. Um, then on the other spectrum of that, we have you know the absolutely tanking for their future Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, like all these Lakers fans. Yeah, let's tank and get Wimby. Sorry, buddy. You ain't got your pick. Bro, y'all ain't got picks for four years. I don't want to hear none of yeah. that. I don't um, want to hear that. It's see, like I don't even know. We don't got it. We don't gotta go to Lakers. Until okay. unless we mention them, we don't gotta talk about it. So you go first. Uh, is this sustainable? Like, is it real or is this just mm-hmm. like okay, they're getting out to a hot start, you know, mm-hmm. like teams can scheme against player or team or whatever. Um I'm gonna start out with the Cavs, but I want to go on Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Is what he's doing for this team, I know he's probably not going to sustain 31 points per game with six and a half assists yeah. and no, 2.3 stocks per game. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that the exact stat line is not going to be sustainable, but we did see him for five games without Garland. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's. I think he is able to do a lot more on the offensive side, like we saw in his first season mm-hmm. with the Jazz, first and second seasons. Um, because he has Mobley and Jared Allen down there, it's not just one player. It's not just funneling it down to Rudy Gobert. But Donovan Mitchell is able to take more gambles for steals. So, mm-hmm. you know, he gets to, if he can get one poke away steal, I mean, that's a free two points right there. Like he gets whatever, mm-hmm. but he is just looking so comfortable on the offensive end mm-hmm. that like, I just, I can't explain how much I believe in this Cavs team. Like it looks I so believed good. in them before. It looks so good. But like, do we think that it's sustainable throughout the season or is it just because like, you know, they're adding in a new guy and he's mm-hmm. just like, Okay, they've played the Lakers. They they beat the Pistons, but they beat the Celtics mm-hmm. in OT. That was without. That was a nasty game. They actually they played the Celtics twice and they beat them in OT both times. Oh, I, didn't, I don't think I saw the first one of the season. Yeah, they've played in three OT games so far this year. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Um. So is it real? I think I I think it is, and I think that this also kind of ties into one of mine that I'll, I'll mention after this is. I think the best situation for your superstar guard is starting to become another superstar guard for them. And that feels like common sense. Like, Oh yeah, just put another superstar next to them. Of course. Duh. But like for the longest time, it's been like, Oh yeah, well we need like wing shooters around him. We need to get, um, you go get Mobley because you think Garland is the, is good. You know what I mean? You go get, I don't know, Sabonis cause you like De'Aaron Fox and you trade away Tyrese Halliburton, that exact move. But I'm starting to kind of feel like, more and more as we're seeing it come up, come up more often with the with the duo I'm about to talk about next is Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. They both look insane. But if you go and look at it, like usage percentages, stats wise, they're both eating and they're both not getting an extreme amount that they weren't being fed before. So to me, it feels sustainable. But now we'll say, just to kind of like add on to this on top of like your question was like, do you think that makes Mobley or Jared Allen's like points like up for grabs basically because they are so like dominant with the ball. Um, does, does that like affect them being sustainable? Like with him putting up, let's say like 
10 points rather than that upside of like 17. I think it's, I think it would hurt more of like a wings type player, somebody that okay. has to have the ball to be able to score. Mm. But with Allen and Mobley, I think if anyone gets hurt the most from it, it like offensively, it would be Mobley just because Jared Allen is one of those guys where he, he doesn't create his own. It's he, something he that might we were just talking catch about. Four lobs and yeah, it's something that um, we were talking about with that eleven thousand assist thing. Mm-hmm. If you know, if Trey Young's going to get there, or Luke is going to get there, they need to play with people that can't create on their own. Yeah, but that's not the way the league is trending. Yeah, so um, I think it does hurt Mobley in the sense that Mobley's good at creating his own shot, mm-hmm. and if Mitchell and Garland and Levert are needing the ball to get their points, Mm -hmm. then it's going to hurt him offensively. But, I mean, looking at him defensively, I think he He had like six or eight blocks in a game earlier. I'm not worried about his defense at all. Oh, defensively, it helps. He he looks incredible. And even like um, I was looking at it, like Donovan Mitchell's like block percentage is up this season. He has a career high. And that just feels like he that defense is just locked in. Like they're being fed more blocks because, I mean, you're not going to run full speed at the rim. Like, yes, Rudy Gobert is insane, but, like, it's even scarier when you're running against two of them. And then you're going to pull up this little midi, and Donovan's going to have a chance to, like, buy that on fucking mid-range shot. But I don't know. It's really interesting. So, like, to tie into that, my, my mine was going to be um, Trey has been, like, honestly indistinguishable from his last season. Just all-star caliber, his insane usage above 30%. Currently, it's 36 to be fair, it's very, very high. Um, but DeJounte is roughly around the exact same he was last season. 26-ish. I think he was 25 last season, so he's, he went up a little bit. But the Hawks have allowed – this is kind of what I was going to go into. The Hawks have allowed the third least opponent points off turnovers. Okay? So third least opponent points off turnovers. Basically, like, when they get a turnover, they're not allowing you to run in fast break. So that – and it's 14.1 this season. Shout out the Bucks and the Thunder, the only people ahead of them. So let's go number one and two. Um, do you well, think? Do you think that part is sustainable? Being third least in opponent points off turnovers, because obviously you have two good guards. I think together they might combine for what seven turnovers a game. Does that feel roughly six. right? Six. Three point okay. three and two point six. Okay, okay, that perfect. Um, th- th- like they're not really turning the ball over a ton, respectively. Um, does third least opponent points off turnovers feel? Like that's sustainable to you. I think it comes down to how many turnovers are like how many turnovers you have per game. Like Mm -hmm. I know the Nuggets are a team that give up a lot of points off turnovers because they commit a ton of turnovers. Mm -hmm. If you can decrease the amount of turnovers that your team is having, Mm -hmm. then obviously it's going to decrease the value because I mean, currently they're second as a team and, turnovers yeah second 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 lowest i mean yeah so that's like and i will say it comes down to having the ball in trey and Dejounte's hands a ton Mm -hmm. and not having guys that need to have the ball in their hands to create like deandre hunter he can create a little bit Mm -hmm. but he's not one of those guys that like we were just talking about the Cavs. um they don't need the ball to you know, get their own points. Yeah. And that's something that trading Kevin Herter and slightly a surprise move to the Kings mm-hmm. uh, over the off season, like Herter kind of needs the ball in his hands because he doesn't want to just be a spot up shooter. Yeah. And we've seen that a lot in Sacramento, but with Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, 
you could average five turnovers a game yeah. each, but is that likely? No. Yeah. With how good of a passer you are and like, honestly, with how much Trey is shooting and like scoring, mm-hmm. the turnover percentage just isn't going to be as high kind because yeah, just because you're not moving the ball. Like you're not putting the ball in people's hands that aren't making those quick decisions. Right. Well, one of the things that I kind of thought was why it was a little in question to me, but felt sustainable to some extent was because like, if you're going against the bucks, let's say, let's say it's the, that bucks Hawks matchup again from the playoffs. So we ran on them. Every single turnover was a guaranteed two points. I think we averaged like 17 or 18 fast break points every game, which is like, I mean, as of right now, that would be, that would be league best if we, if we had that, um, which we did during that series. So to me, it feels like a situation where like, if they're in that setup, that same series, Trey's getting clamped up by Drew Holiday. Now they have a second option where it's like, okay, if Trey is getting dogged, we're going to go to our also all-star caliber point guard who is getting, you know, a Grayson Allen matchup and he can very easily facilitate. And now Trey Young's working off ball for you and like kind of just sets it up where like, I mean, what's the, you're going to, you're going to trust a hundred possessions in DeJounte and Trey Young's hands versus 50 in DeAndre Hunter and Clint Capella or something. You know what I mean? And I think, I think regular season wise, it's better because yes, your players can have the ball in their hands the entire time. Like you can just trust them. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to playoff time and uh, it's going to go over to the trailblazers, like whenever CJ McCollum was injured and it was Lillard and actually it was the year before, whenever they went to the Western conference finals, they had um, Robert Covington and, um, who was it? They had a they had a bunch of players that could be that whenever you got doubled at the top, like mm-hmm. whenever Lillard got doubled at the top, he can pass the ball over to one of these other guys and they can move the ball around, dribble and handle the ball enough. The name that's coming to my head is Jeff Green. Is that I don't think he ever played for the Blazers. Green. They have someone similar to that. Yeah, similar. It, fe- it feels um, like Jeff Green, his playmaking and you keep going, you keep going. But oh, Evan Turner. That's right. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, so, same, same person. Same person. Uh, but you can move the ball into their hands and they can create where, you know, that's going to help you in the postseason, mm-hmm. not so much in the regular season because you don't want the ball in Kevin Herter's hands all the time. Yeah. But in the playoffs, you're going to have it to where if Trey Young does get doubled by the Bucks, mm-hmm. then he passes it over to DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter's not as talented at getting the ball around so yes in the playoffs you're probably going to be getting a lot more turnovers than you are now Mm -hmm. but i think during the regular season with the way that they play Mm -hmm. probably a top seven in turnovers per game and uh points off turnovers yeah um but next team i want to talk about is i want to talk about the utah jazz i mean i think we have to because we talked about them at the beginning they were undefeated to start but they're eight and three now. That might not sound amazing, but that's second in the West. They shouldn't even be that high. Um, well, they every, should. They should, but every single person that's smart, that's <laughs> us, that's anybody was like, "Okay, the Jazz is going to be the worst team in the entire NBA." That's that. It's the opposite right now. Yeah. I mean, they have the fourth best record in the league. Yeah, out of thirty teams, they have the fourth best record. Fourth. Best record. Um, 
They have a plus 4.6 point differential, which is fourth in the West. They're eight, eighth defensive rating and their eighth offensive rating. So, I mean, do I think any of that is super sustainable? No, but do I think they're a playoff team? With how they've looked, if they don't sell their pieces, they're a playoff team. Yeah. I mean, they just have so many players that are just competent, which, you know, that's not a championship level team or, mm-hmm. you know, that might, it's probably not even a first round winner, but just having competent players is going to get you places. Mm-hmm. I mean, Laurie Markkinen, to me, he looks like a star, like probable all-star. Like if the Jazz are a top five, top six team in the West by playoff time, mm-hmm. he's honestly probably an all-star. Really? I, I honestly, could see it. I could see it. I think we almost penciled Keldon or somebody into that equation like a new all-star like anthony edwards Mm -hmm. where you know it's probably going to be a wild card spot at the end but anthony edwards looks horrible this year and that's because you know rudy gobert like he's going to clog up the middle a lot and anthony edwards his highlight plays are these huge dunks and everything i saw the stat uh earlier this week that was like through like nine games he had no dunks yeah and he was like he was talking about it he said how I can't go and dunk when there's five people in the paint. Yeah. So I don't know what y'all want me to do, but I can't Mm. do that. Yeah. One of the few highlights that I had from the jazz, I think in their start is Walker Kessler. I think he's a good, he hasn't got the, he hasn't got a ton of usage. He's only like 12%, which is very minimal as far as like rookie wise. Um, Not playing a ton of minutes, like 14 ish, but like, his value, his value in those minutes is very prevalent. Like I, when he's on the court, I notice it. Um, and he's putting up 104 offensive rating and a 98 defensive rating. So he's him alone. It's a, as a 6.4 net rating wise on the floor. So just something to keep in mind. And if he would ever play the minutes I need, he would be second in pie pie rating for rookies right now, which is something very, very interesting to me. He's only playing 14 minutes, but when he's in, He's getting a very big portion of every stat they put up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. He's averaging in 14 minutes. He's averaging 5.1 points. Mm-hmm. Solid. 4.4 rebounds. Okay. 0.8 assists. 0.3 steals. 1.5 blocks. Insane. Insane. Like, he has a 21.07 PER right now, which, I mean, you look at the Jazz, they have – Two players that I, I won't even say play. <laughs> like Rudy Gay is the only one that like kind of plays that have under a 10 PER that have actually under a 12 PER. Like that's how good this team is right now. Like everybody is just so competent that it like it doesn't matter who's on the court. They're just playing. Yeah, they do feel like they're playing pretty free, which is nice, uh, especially for a young team. They don't look very like sh- distressed on the fact that they're losing games. I mean, they're not, but I'm, I'm very interested to see this team when they do start losing, if they still look as free and flowy with our game. Um, going to the next one, I have the Celtics for you. Okay. Okay. Currently, the Celtics are shooting. <laughs> so, f- sorry, they're not shooting. 40.4% of the Celtics points are coming off of three pointers. 40.4. 4. 
Okay, and that's with them averaging. Sorry, probably should have pulled this up as well. How many points per game are they putting up? 118.8. 118. Okay, 40% of their points are coming off three-pointers. That is the league high by a pretty big margin. Um, Is that sustainable? This was Um, not not very deep, but I just kind of want to – do you think their team can keep doing it? Do you think 40% is sustainable? Kind of like two ends of that spectrum, but what what are you thinking? When you're looking throughout their team, I'm I'm looking at each player's attempted and three point percentage. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they're attempting sixteen point six combined threes. Reasonable. Kinda Tatum's high. shooting thirty eight point three percent, and Brown's shooting thirty five point three percent. Probably about right. Right. What are the attempts individually? Like Nine for Tatum and seven point six for Jalen Brown. To me. Yeah, I think that's like perfectly on par mm-hmm. malcolm brogdon 3.2 attempts 37.9 percent. i've always wanted him to shoot seven so like can, that's fine i mean if he shoots more than that yeah. i think that's a regular three point percentage marcus smart 28 percent, 5.6 attempts that's honestly sounds like his his season his career average i mean he I might know go last year he it. shot better from three point percentage mm-hmm. um but next player grant williams 53.8 percent 3.3 attempts. I know he's a good shooter. He did like, pop off one game. It was like six for eight or something. Yeah, I know he is a really solid shooter. But 53%, is that sustainable? I don't know. Probably like, I could, if you told me 45%, I would be like it's all okay. on board. He's got, he got all catch and shoot corner threes. Okay, maybe. I mean, if you want to hear something insane, I know, hold on, let me, let me get the exact amount. But Michael Porter Jr., is attempting seven. It went down. Dang it! Seven point four threes a game. Mm-hmm. Okay, like a lot of these are moving threes. Yeah, he's at forty nine point two percent. He they interviewed him and they were like, "Do you think this is sustainable for you?" He's like, "I mean, I only got to make one out of every two shots. Sounds pretty easy to me." I he was bit like okay. He's six ten mm-hmm. with like. I don't even remember how big his reach is, but he has a high shot. Like mm-hmm. his shot is like above his head. Everything like they got the, he got the you KD can't build. block it. They got the KD build. And, but see, KD brings it down. Yeah. Michael Porter can catch it above his head and just pull it. Seven which, foot wingspan. Okay. I mean, so you have eight, two standing reach ish. Something like that. Um, But that's just like, if Grant Williams shoots over, 45% from three, it wouldn't surprise me. Al Horford, 4.9 attempts, 35% from three. What? Michael Porter's standing reach is nine foot. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. even... So, even yeah, more. maybe with a lot, a lot... I mean, that's no jump, but yeah. He'd probably release around And he jumps feet. high. He'd probably release like, around like nine feet. Because you got to think, he's probably like he... Uh, no, he he's is probably like... above nine. Like, he jumps weirdly high. Yeah, that's insane. Um, 6'10 with seven foot wingspan. And then a couple other plays, like Derek White, 3.4 attempts, 41, 42%-ish um, from three. I think the percentage goes down, but I think the attempts uh, probably stay about there. And then Sam Hauser, uh, 54.8% from three, 3.4 attempts. Dude's just hot right now. Hot. I mean, that's he attempts 3.9 shots per game. Mm-hmm. So he attempts half of a shot a game. That's not a three. So, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I think 
probably around that. I mean, 39% from three on 40 attempts. It might vary a little bit, but I think that's pretty sustainable. Okay. I mean, they've built their team around shooting around your stars. Agreed. And I just I think that's a pretty good like I wouldn't say it's a base level, but it's a pretty good area. I think it's sustainable. Okay. Perfect. Um my next thing. Okay, so there are so many players averaging so many points this year. Yeah. There are seven players averaging over 30 points per game right now. It's kind of how last season started, to be fair. Yeah, but this feels like... Like, who's the biggest anomaly there's in eight, that? There's eight. Luka, Giannis, Katie, Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, Shea, uh, Tatum. Dame isn't... He's not in this list. Oh, okay, Sorry. Because okay. um, he's only played, what, four or five games? Five, yeah. Yeah, so he yeah, doesn't make the percentage of <laughs> games played list. But... So there's eight. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaw and Trey Young are both averaging 28 point yeah, right two and three. Um, who who on this list feels like the most out of place? Like, is it Shea? Mm, I I say I would kind of agree with that, but I also I feel like there's always like one that's like ah he just on a bad team. You know what I mean? He on a bad team, he go get everything. Now to be fair. That mini is incredible. I'm, I'm scrolling back through previous seasons. Last season, we finished with only two people above 30. Giannis was 29.9, so close, but not not no cigar. 2020-2021, uh, we had we only had two. Bradley Beal, Steph Curry. And see, like, Shea kind of feels like that Bradley Beal type of position there. It's like, okay, you you, you balled out. You're going to be an all-star probably if you put up 30 and you're on a bad team. 1920, uh, they had... Three, it was Lillard, Beal, James Harden. So, what's your question? Is um, So, I don't even know how to... I, I wanted to put this more towards, like, Shea. Okay, is, which, it, is it sustainable for him to put up 30? Or is, is it, it the quantity of those number of people? Is that I, I don't think we'll end up with seven or eight. I, I mean, so. I think we'll end up with three to five. Probably. Um, but you see, like, Embiid's not in here. He led the league in scoring last year. Um, but he is ass. <laughs> is he, though? Is, keep going, wait, keep going. How keep many going. points at where? He's, oh, 11. he's, he's 11. He's 11. He's uh, 27.2. Okay, he hasn't played enough games either. Yeah, six Golly. games. Um, he's a loser. Well, I mean, Tyrese Maxey's 15th on here. He's averaging 25 points a game. 24.9, whatever. Um, but... Do you think Shea being I'm not I'm not gonna say 30. I'm gonna say 28 and a half point per game score. He's shooting 53% from the field right now, only attempting 2.93s per game, averaging 7.1 free throws attempted per game. But he has the highest uh free throw percentage in the entire league. He started um yeah, he's like 96% or something, right? Yeah, he's 96.5%. He missed one on purpose against the Bucks, trying to get a uh, free possession. Yeah, sure he did. I mean, sure when you did. throw it at the back <laughs> rim and get your own rebound. I yeah. don't know, man. I think he had a little Markel Fultz twitch there. Um, but So do I think it's sustainable? I mean, the first question would be like, is he? are they going to let him play? I mean, you know? I... When he does play, he goes off. So it's like, I guess I mean, he had 16 in the first quarter of this game that yeah. he's playing right now. Kind of helps so. his average playing less games, actually. I don't know. I think, 
I don't think he can, he can average 30. I think he can eventually. I don't know if he I mean, even has like a need or want to this season. So before um, this past game against the Bucks, he was averaging 32.3, which Minutes he put up like points. he put up like 19 okay. uh, against the Bucks. Um, but if teams aren't scheming to double team him, mm-hmm. then like he's gonna drop ridiculous amount of points on your head. Like, I mean, the yeah. Thunder aren't they're four and five. They're the best of the tanking team, the tanking teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've beat solid teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, beating the Clippers twice. Clippers are preseason favorites for the championship. The Mavericks, that was a bit of an anomaly game. And then the Magic, who play 18 seven-footers per game. Um, and then they lost to the Nuggets barely, and then the Bucks just outright outplayed them what but, okay what percent better do you think shea is this season what do so, you mean like it, it just from last season to this season what percent like shooting a, just in general or? as like a better player like scoring wise um i mean so last year before the all-star break mm-hmm. he was averaging like 23 points per game mm-hmm. or something and then after the all-star break he had like 12 games where he scored 30 plus mm-hmm. um Scoring wise, I think like I I've told you before this year that mm-hmm. I thought he was gonna be more of that post All Star game or yeah post All Star break Shea than yeah. he was the pre All Star game, and obviously my freaking words are coming true. Um, I, I think, think I think he's closer to a thirty point per game score than he is a twenty five point per game score. Like I think taking him, I like think if he's you do like dead middle of that, I think, I think if you do like over under twenty seven and a half, I take the over easy. I I think it's dead on that. I think it's close. I, I think he can very easily like if if you put him in a playoff series, I'm gonna be like okay, I think you you gonna count him for thirty. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what I'm saying is like I don't know if. Because I'm just going to account for him actually playing like a lot of games this season. I would, I really want to see that. Okay. Like, I want to see like 70, 70 games. So, with that hope, I'm going to say he doesn't put up 30. I do think he's like, I think 27 and a half is dead on. I think it's like 27.2, 28, something like that. Um, I don't know if he's 30, 30, just for the fact of like how few players actually do it, all that kind of stuff. But all I, right. I think he's still in that same category as Sores. All right, you take him yes or no for the All-Star game this year. I honestly have him penciled in as an All-Star. If he keeps up how he's playing now, he's like, if he's not a starter, like people would be shocked. The fan vote is going to be hard just because it's y'all. I mean, y'all have like a good fan base, but like just size-wise it's hard. Well, he does get Canada as well. I guess so, yeah. (laughs) You can never count out this whole country. I guess so. Um, But then with like, Everyone's just so like last minute. Like we'll just see someone pop off right before All Star, and they're like, "Oh, he's definitely a starter. He's definitely a starter." And it's like, shake, but shake, just to, miss like five games right before and be. You have to remember screwed. that um, most people base their like who's gonna be this. Like if you weren't good at the beginning of the year, you're out of the question. Like yeah. Embiid probably won't be unless Embiid goes like thirty five points per game for a twenty game stretch later on. Yeah. He's not gonna be an MVP conversation. I agree. Everything is based off how you start your season. If you 
if Shea ends up averaging 30 points per game over the first 20 games and the Thunder say they're, they have like the 45% winning percentage that they have right now. If they have that, I think you can almost pencil him in as an all-star. Yeah, I think he's close. It's hard because like, I'm going to say yes. Cause it's hard. Cause I, like you mentioned like Lowry, like he might just get like a, you know, a nod kind of vote, but then like DeJounte left. They like a few guys who are, it's like their space is available, but like Mitchell left DeJounte left. Chris Paul is probably not going to make the all-star team. I know I probably sound like a crazy Homer, but I think just with, I like, think he, he should have been one last year. Yeah. He should have been one two years ago. Eh. No, two years ago, he should have been one, but Mike Conley got that like legacy say, vote over say, him. Yeah. And then last year he, last year he probably shouldn't have made it, but I mean, obviously we all wish he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially with Chris Paul coming down, I must say she, she couldn't get it two years ago for games. He didn't but, play the second half of the season. Right. He played like all the beginning of yeah. the season. Um, but there's not a ton of people that are going to take those spots. Like, yeah, I I'm going to say all star. I I can't back you with the Larry Markin and all star. I just don't want it to happen. Basically, <laughs> but I think. I think Shea's the most likely to make the all-star game. Um, And I think it's just because I see how good we're playing and I'm like, okay, I need a reward for this or something because like, I can't. um, But yeah, I think he's an all-star. I think it's sustainable. Maybe not 30 points per game, but Mm -hmm. I think over 27 and a half. I mean, you don't even need 30. That's the thing. There's no like cookie for 30. That's, that's the best part. The 30 is, is just like, oh yeah, he put up 30. Yeah. I did see that he was in the MVP ladder from a lot of people. He was, the, I mean, they do the I top 10 that. MVP. I saw that. And I saw some shit where Brooke Lopez was in it too. I saw Drew, Brooke yeah. Lopez, and <laughs> also I was like, it. bro. Um, but he did win player of the week. It's yeah. a second of his career. Pretty lit. Some more of those. Um, I really like that. He wasn't even in a nominee for this past week. Just hmm. because of that Bucks game, I'm sure. Hmm. But. True. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, true, true. You can go on to your next one. All right, next one. Dallas Mavericks is my the team we are focused in on. Um, okay, Luca has thirty seven point nine percent usage percentage. Thirty seven point nine, almost thirty eight. Um, he has forty seven point six percent assist percentage, which means that whatever that they get a hundred, he's getting forty. He's he's forty seven of them. Okay. He has a 25, 24.9 pie rating. So 25% of all of their stats he is he is a part of or responsible for, uh, whatever you want to say. Um, yeah, uh, I'm looking at it now. Yeah. He averages 8.6 assists. Yeah. 19.8 as a team. Yeah. 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 I know. Um, altogether, <laughs> his. I, I'm not going to do all the math for all uh-huh. of that just off the top of my head, but 36 points per game. They'll probably average like oh, 115. Okay, 115. Yeah, so um, he's over a third of it. Yeah, that's. So here's my question for that. It's insane. Um, Luca is what you would literally definition as an alpha. He's an alpha. Okay. Oh, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before before you continue, you remember how on two K, like when you do the my league sims, uh-huh. and they're like, "Oh yeah, Luca averages like thirty six, eight and eight. He's doing that right now. Literally. Luca is literally doing his two K average, bro. Yeah, literally, that is so 
crazy to insane. me. I just needed to add that in because it's, I thought that, that was true. like that is insane. Like because two K is always like, oh yeah, thirty six. Yeah, and he'll win like five MVPs yeah. in a row. It's like, and then now we're seeing him with thirty six, eight, and eight. Yeah, and it's just like, so Luca, the definition of an alpha, a pure bloodline German Shepherd all the way back alpha or husky, whatever you want to say. Who would you say Luca is? He's a dog. A dog. A dog. I think he's like a Saint Bernard. Like yeah. those big, you know, like the, the little barrel neck guys. The one guys. Uh, that is in Sandlot. Yeah. That they're so scared of. I think that's so. It. I think that's so. It. I think yeah. so. Is that the, that's like the big like snow guys, right? No, 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 no. Those are like the big brown ones. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking yeah. about the Saint Bernard. Yeah, that's the, that's the oh, big man, brown one. The snow one is Bernard. not a husky. Um, oh, okay. Bernard is the guy from Sandlot. Yeah. What's the big, the uh, the snow dog with the barrel on his neck? It's like oh my Saint, but uh, I think it starts with a B. Um. Oh my God, is it the same thing? Let me see. Yeah, Saint Bernard. They're the same thing. One just looks different than the other. Okay, one. whatever. That's it. That's who I think he's a purebred yeah. of that. Whatever, <laughs> just dog. He's, he's got to go to work. Okay, you know, then what's he honest? What's he honest? Giannis might Freaking be, Doberman? I might be a Doberman, yeah. He's yeah. kind of slick like that. <laughs> Just because Luca's chunky. Yeah. Him, him and Jokic are the St. Bernards. Oh, my God. I'm going to look at a little Doberman. Doberman's that, like, skinny yeah, with the that, pointy oh, ears. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, like, mean-looking ones. I'm going to look up Yoke Doberman. Oh, gosh. Yoke. <laughs> well, here's your dog content of the day. Oh, my God. Giannis is definitely that. Yeah. Um. Okay. What? Who would be a German Shepherd, though? Uh, I don't. Who'd be a German Shepherd? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Dejounte kind of feels like that to what? me. He's not, but like he kind of feels. Dej- like Dejounte is a Doberman pincher. Oh, he is <laughs> the little. He ones. is a little. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder what Curry would be. Maybe we need to do an episode like name that dog. And we just we just put a picture and we're like we just have to name all the players that are that dog. Okay, so Luca, pure alpha, literal dog. Okay, the definition of a true, true black hole. Okay, even their pace, pace of play is down, and you know why it's down because Luca's handling the ball. <laughs> you know, huh? He, I was looking at the team leaders and like points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, mm-hmm. points, Luca, obviously, rebounds, Luca, assists, Luca, steals, Luca, blocks, Maxi Kleba. Dang. <laughs> Almost, He's like not even close. Almost but. all of it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Definition of black hole. Okay. He he's it's to the point where like their pace is under a hundred. Okay. Which is very, very low. That is a that's a Spurs trifecta type type pace. Um, so my question is basically, is it real? Can you win a championship with this just heliocentric setup? Like is it possible? We kind of saw with Trey for a little bit, like in their run, uh, was that two years ago now? Um, I mean, can you can you win? You can't win a championship. Like, I, you can't. I that, don't think so. When was the last time a team did that? That they, like, who, all time. I was about like, to look up all time you, usage percentages. Like, who would you compare his next best players to? No, we're going to say Christian Wood and. Um, What's his name? Hardaway? No, not even. Spencer Dinwiddie. Okay. Like who would who would be their comps all time? 
Is Luca's the highest all time? Or is it Harden? By like a lot. Oh. Oh my God. What? Holy cow. Can I see the years on these? The highest ever. Okay, is Michael Jordan. Okay. Wait, is this career? Hold on. This might be career. Yeah. Man. Like, I think I think last year is probably the I know, I know, I know Harden's got to like 36 at one point. That's yeah. all separate. So that's a, that's what I'm about to compare it to is you like 36 Harden getting to the Western Conference Finals is probably about mm-hmm. what Luka's going to be maxed out as if he can't get like a second star. So Harden 18-19 was 40.5. Yeah. Um, Russ. Oh no, no, this is. This, I think his highest this was, is old. Yeah, this is three years ago. Sorry. I think his highest is like thirty-seven. Yeah. Um, on that seventeen Thunder team, uh, where he won MVP. But I just Luca. The rest of Luca's roster just isn't there for me, because Spencer Dinwiddie, while he's a fine player, he's not. I got it. A secondary player. I got it. Number one is Westbrook. Okay. 16-17. 41. 41.65. Harden's good. the one we just said. 40.45. Luca right now is third all time. At 39.39 is what this is saying. Okay. Um, that's above Kobe 0506 championship. That's above Westbrook 14-15. That's above Jordan 86-87. 0506. Holy shit. He won championship that year, Cody. Uh, no, he. I think he won MVP that year. That's what it is. Because um, they hadn't. They had just. Or they're about to trade for Powell that year. And then we see uh, King Giannis at eight and nine uh, for nineteen twenty, and then this year, gang shit. Um, and then we see Luca last year as nine. So, I think the best thing you can compare it to is Harden's team. Obviously up there. Um, but honestly, like, is this Mavericks team similar to the Westbrook 16-17 team? Yeah. Like, you have Spencer Dinwiddie is probably like Oladipo that year. I think Oladipo averaged about 16 points. Dinwiddie's averaging 17.3. And then Christian Woods, your Ennis Cantor. Like he just comes off the bench and scores. Like, that's not a championship level team. Mm-mm. But I, I, I do think Luca is better than that Westbrook was. I agree with that as well. Um, like, I think Luca is probably on track to win MVP right now, unless Giannis is like, unless the Bucks record is like ten. Give me, give me the number. Ga- give me the number. Probably give like, me the number. They probably have to be like ten to fifteen games better than the Mavericks. Like, if the Mavericks are a top three seed, Luca's getting yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Unless, unless the Bucks are like. 70 wins, which doubt that happens. So such a high bar. I know, but like <laughs> we've seen what Giannis can do. Obviously we've seen what Luca can do, but I just feel like you have to like Giannis has to do so much to get that. Mm-hmm. Like so another in before we close it on this one, what do you think his points per game is going to be? 34.2. So, I mean, what is that? like? That's probably what he is like right now, right? 36, 36. right now. Okay. So 34.2. What- so to be in, in pace with whatever, so Westbrook was thirty one point six, but he averaged a triple double. Yeah, average triple double. Harden's well, Harden's probably like thirty five. Yeah, Westbrook averaged a triple double. Harden's was thirty six point one, seven uh, seven point five assists, six point six rebounds. So 
Luca is actually a little bit ahead of that or pacing ahead of that right now. Um, and then Luca currently is 36, eight rebounds or 8.8 rebounds, seven point or 8.8, 8.6 assists. I think he's, I think it's a two man race for MVP this year. It's always going to be Luca and Giannis. And no contest for me on that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, third is going to be Shea, obviously. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. All right, go to your next one. Okay, um, next one. I, I, okay. I just, I have to clown on these three teams. Because no matter what, like, the Thunder have been called the black eye of the league for tanking and tanking mm. so egregiously and tanking so hard. They haven't been a bottom three team since they got James Harden. 2009, the 2008, 2009 season. That was the last last team. Oh no, y'all jumped in the odds. We were, we have been the fourth worst team the past two years, but they get called. I mean, yeah, but you know, Uh the benchmark, Uh like they haven't been a bottom three team. The Mm. same three teams have been the bottom three teams this year, last year, and the year before the Houston Rockets are about to do something that has never happened in the history of the NBA. There has never been a team that has gotten the worst record in the league three straight years. Ever. All time. Since the NBA began. It's probably still y'all, though. <laughs> like, when there were six teams in the league, That's that funny. didn't even happen. That's really funny. And the Houston Rockets, who have won one of their ten games, they are one in nine right now. Are about to do that. They look good. What do you mean? <laughs> they might like the the magic. Tell me, had some real. wizardry. Ask me the question. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> the magic did some kind of magic wizardry, like some Disney bullshit, crazy something mm-hmm. to have that last second Paolo switch from Jabari Smith to Paolo because. The difference between those two is so much. Jabari Smith looks like one of the top or like one of the worst five players in the league right now. And that might be, that might be being nice. Like he might be like worst three, like they're playing right now. I saw after the first quarter, he didn't have any points. Um, Let's get 18 minutes. The Rockets and magic are playing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The Rockets have 77 points. Guess how many Jabari Smith has? Zero. Zero points. 18 minutes played this game. He is averaging 10.8 per game. One rebound, four fouls. The third pick in the draft. It looks great. Where people Remember, people were saying Jabari Smith might be the most ready to compete. Uh, That was a lie. That was definitely a lie. That was definitely a lie. He definitely was not that. He was zero points right now. Do we? And and I, I vividly remember us talking on the phone about this, where it was like, where I was like, Jabari Smith, if he gets the playmaking, that's his like superstar outcome. But if he doesn't, is he not literally just who did I say? I said, uh, f- who's the fucking white dude that shoots on y'all's team? Mike Muscala. Mike Muscala. I say he's Mike Muscala. All right, all of this clowning on the Rockets and whatnot for their pick to say he could still turn into a fine player. Yeah. But it looks horrible 
right now. Especially with how Keegan Murray and Jaden Ivey and even, Ben Matherin are playing. Walker Kessel looks good, bro. There's like, like people who don't do shit. Joe, I think Jabari Walker looks good, and he barely plays. Like, like there's people who like got drafted. A better Jabari got drafted on his ass. Usman Jang and Jalen Williams look like serviceable NBA players. Jalen Williams look like a baller. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's been playing pretty good. Um, but I just I I don't understand how like. You know how the NBA, like Adam Silver, was saying, we're gonna relegate teams to the oh, G League. Yeah, yeah. Like obviously that's that that's not week. real. Like yeah. you, that can't happen. Yeah. It's it's impossible. It don't, it doesn't make sense financially. But like, if the Pistons, Magic, and Rockets end up bottom three this year, mm-hmm. like what's gonna happen? Like what? Like there's nothing they can do really. Mm. But they're two and eight, two and eight, and one and nine. Yeah, it's kind of like that situation where like. Theoretically, eventually you through the lottery you should just not suck. Yeah. But they're kind of running into this like asymptote and, where it's like, okay, well, they're kinda okay. Like they have good talent. Like, I mean, we looked at their rosters before and we thought I mean, I thought the Rockets roster was decent, just as far as like talent on it. Like Detroit, they have a like they have Cage, made the right Ivy, picks yeah. every single time. Yeah. It's not like they've Sadiq Bay looked good last season last season. He looked Isaiah okay. Isaiah Stewart season. looks good. Yeah. I mean Jalen Duran has looked pretty yeah, good in I, most I games. Forgot about Durant, like Paolo looks like the rookie of the year. Yeah, Paolo looks amazing. Bowl, Franz Bowl looks great. like out of nowhere. Like got good. him for nothing. Yeah. Like Wendell Carter, you got him back for Vucevic. He looks better than Vucevic. Like all, it's not like they're making the wrong decisions. I just I can't tell what it is with these teams. Mm-hmm. Like, is it you don't have a leader? I think it's coaching. But I can see that. Like. So Steven Silas might be the worst coach I've ever watched because he like Alperin Shingun scored or assisted on like 14 of the Rockets past like 16 points or whatever. And then uh, Silas pulled him, pulled him at the end of the game when they had the ball. He's a 15.9 pie when they had the ball. And he put Aaron Gordon in the game and wanted Aaron Gordon to create over Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr., Alperin Shingun. Like, you know you're trying to develop your players, right? Like, no, you don't no. care what Eric Gordon does for the rest of his career. Well, yeah, he does. Eric Gordon's going to be there in 15 years. Like, you know that's not, like, who you're trying to make better, yeah, right? Yeah, it don't really make sense. Like, and even if you look at the Thunder, like, they're not even, like, putting Usman Jang and Jalen Williams out there for 25 minutes a game saying, oh, let's see what we have in them. They're, the Thunder play like 13 to 15 guys every single game. Like, that's not, that obviously it's not going to happen for the whole year. But why are you putting in players that aren't like long-term people? You're one and nine. Yeah, You're going to lose this game, most likely. <laughs> I mean, actually, they're beating the Magic, but whatever. Um but I do want to go on to the Magic. I know you have some stuff to talk about them with. I think their lineup is really cool. Is it sustainable? So Shangun is top 30 in player impact estimate. Easy. But, okay. but he is uh, 26 minutes per game. Can't, he can't even hit my 30 threshold for starters, by the way. Yeah. So. Anyways, Magic. Let's, let's hop over to them. Um they have probably the 
best player out of all of these teams? Would you say that? I mean, would you put him above Cade or I think it's either him or Cade? Mm, I would so far, yes. Okay. Probably him or Cade. I As mean, prospect no, just but yes. Take take one A, take one B, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um what do we see like I I don't even which of those three teams do you think ends up with the best record this year? I mean, two and eight, two and eight, one and I nine. I would hope it's the Pistons. Yeah, that's I would what as I'm, well. I'm hoping it's the Pistons. You basically got a you know power level player last year, and then now you just added another guy who we also think is in that kind of like you know rising star caliber level player on your team this year and you have Sadiq Bay and you have Isaiah Stewart and you got a Jalen Duran and then, you know, you probably should and you win. traded for Bojan Bogdanovich. You should probably win about, you know, 38 games at least crazy. Ah, mm. uh, yeah, bro. They should, they should, they should be. I would win say probably game. like, I'd say they should be getting to 33 is like, just because, you know, you can't put a ton on rookies. Like I'm gonna I put mean, a ton on Cade. He needs. He but should he's be a second guy. year player. I, I mean, next I, next year, how many wins do you think the Magic need to win? Based on what we're seeing from Paolo right now, if you had to guess how many wins they got, I mean, Just he, he is gonna be a second year player. But then Franz, Suggs, mm-hmm. Wendell Carter, all third, fifth year guys. Okay. And so it's like, I'd I'd probably say around that 33 win because mm-hmm. you can't you can't jump from 20 under 20 wins to. 38 wins like i just feel like that's it, you, crazy. it's hard but like i know, I know what you mean. yeah um i i feel like the pistons should be it they should be but, it, but i think it might the be the magic i think i would in that scenario if man, you have to bet on one of them who would you bet on give me the magic i think i think i'd put money on the magic but the smart money is probably on the pistons yeah and nobody's getting put. No, I bet you money, nobody yeah. puts money on the Rockets. Like yeah. that's just stupid. Yeah. But I know you have something about the Magic. Let's hit it. Uh, sorry, let me pull this up. So the Magic to kind of bit on what you're saying. You know, bottom three, uh, wretched trash can franchise. Um, they're getting twenty five point nine percent. This kind of ties into that Celtics stat I gave earlier. Twenty five point nine percent of the Magic's points are coming off three pointers. That is a league low and an NBA low. Of the last three years. Okay. 25.9%. But let's just say 26. Just to easier to conversate about. Is that real? Like that they or any team can be successful in the current NBA at that low of a rate. As far as like three pointers as part of their points. Um, no. I don't think so either. Uh, so I don't think they have any snipers from three. Like no, no 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 their best three point percentage player that actually plays and shoots let's say the baseline is two per game Terrence Ross okay forty point five percent from three somebody else who shoots okay Cole Anthony thirty five percent from three on four or five attempts per game sorry and then Franz Wagner who yeah it's unsustainable just looking at Franz Wagner twenty one point four percent from yeah. three on four point two attempts. Paolo's shooting 23% from three. So you're saying their average is going to go up, but also they couldn't be a, a successful team with that rate. They could not be a successful team with that okay. rate. Just with how the NBA is going these days, mm-hmm. I mean, threes are going to win you games no matter what. And that doesn't, like, as long as the NBA goes, like, that's how it's going to be. Like, 
unless a four point shot gets at it mm-hmm. because threes are worth more than twos. Mm-hmm. You make two threes on five possessions. It's more than making, they got to make three, three twos on, they have to shoot a higher percentage to make up for it. Like you can shoot 40%. They have to shoot 60% on twos. So let me, let me just see. Let me see how many you can guess out of this, honestly. Okay. Yeah. So from 25 down, so 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, we can all count. Okay. Um, percentage of points off three pointers. Who do you think are the bottom five? Obviously the magic of 30. Just take, um, take a guess. I'm going to say the thunder one. They're 25. Okay. Um, Four more. Hold on. Let me look at the teams. Uh, Percentage of points from three-pointers. Pelicans? Yep. Okay. They're right right below y'all. 26. Um, There's one you won't get. Timberwolves? Uh, They're close. They're 21. They're not in there. There's one one obvious one that you're not thinking of. Rockets? Nope. They are pretty high, actually. Yeah. They're 11. They don't score a lot of okay. points. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, there's one There's the one that's screaming. Warriors? No. Warriors are probably pretty high. Yeah, I, I mean, I figured, four. but... Warriors are fourth. There's one, that, there's one that's really high. I know obvious. the Grizzlies aren't in there. Nope. 76ers probably aren't. Nope. Nets aren't. Who? Who's a really bad shooting team? I mean, the Pistons are, but... The Pistons are 16th, middle of the pack, basically. Jeez, bro. Okay, this is honestly. You want the obvious one or one of the harder ones? Um, give me the obvious one. The Lakers. Oh, duh! What the? F- yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, I feel stupid now. Um, um they're they're not... actually only 0.1 percent better than the Magic right now. <laughs> um, See, I freaking knew that. Okay, there's right. one more team. They're four and six. I don't know how much that gives it away to you. Um, the Heat? The Wizards. Oh. Yeah. Kind of a hard one to guess, but they kind of just whatever in there. It's like Beal and then meh. Yeah. yeah. I guess. But, I don't. But yeah, all, yeah, most of those teams are not what we put in our category of home playoff teams. That should that right there should be your, your big circle of like, all right, you have to shoot this many to be in here. Uh, and those top teams, obviously, I mean, there's some outliers in this, but Celtics, check. Jazz, all right, all right. Yep. we we don't know what's going on with them. Okay, uh, Pacers, obviously we're seeing Halliburton shoot a ton. Matherin's been shooting crazy. That's why they're up there. Warriors, 76ers, um, Nuggets, Bucks, Mavericks. Yeah, you know exactly who you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And then there's some sprinkled in there, like there's Kings in here. There's like there's some outliers based on you know small points scored per game, but uh, pretty interesting to keep an eye on. Uh, what's your next one you got for me? All right, so I just want to talk about the Bucks. Um, me too. I, I, we never get to talk about our own team. So, you know, when we get to, we're just like, heck yes, it's finally time. Um, so bucks nine and no, obviously that's not realistic to stay on that exact course, but they're outscoring teams by 11.8. They have the best opponents points per game mm-hmm. at one Oh one point one. Sounds like some King shit. Um, do we think that them being the best defensive team in the league is sustainable? Yes. That like, do you think they'll finish the season number one? I mean, I feel like my odds are to say no, but yeah. I think there's a pretty good chance. The closest teams are the Suns. Actually, hold on. Let me let me make sure the Lakers. Oh no, they're way bad again. 
Um, <laughs> oh, they they, they were leading the league for like the Freak. first five games. Frick, they suck. Um, I forgot. No, but like even with how bad they have been, uh-huh. like they were the best defensive team. That like, feels five like that same in. thing. Where like like they just can't I, score. It feels like what I, some stuff I've said I've said to you before about like the Thunder, where it's like, well, if the other team don't play their starters the whole game. Like yeah. they just put up one hundred five, and y'all put up eighty. Like, but the Bucks are at one hundred one point one. They're two point eight points per game ahead of the Cavs and the Suns. And then after that, it's like 106. Hmm. I think that's the closest one. Yeah, two teams are at 106.1 and uh, 0.6. So Cavs are close. I could see them very easily being the lead. I think the Suns is high because they run a, like a lower number of possessions per game, if I remember They average correctly. more points than y'all. Okay. Y'all are, y'all are actually one of the lower scoring yeah, we're like points 112, per game. right? Yeah. yeah. There's I'm at this is out of the top 20 teams, so I'm not going to take in consideration uh outside of the like tanking teams. Mm-hmm. So there's 1 2 um 3 4. You're only outscoring four teams or five teams, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um there's only five teams that have that score fewer points than you. So obviously mm-hmm. your differential like if y'all started scoring more, I think your opponent point per game would go up. Yeah. Just because, like, I also think when Chris comes back, um, yeah. I think you, I want to say no. We can't. We're not gonna be one. Okay. What about top three? This is just defensive. It's possible because uh, I don't that we started running like a whole new defensive scheme where we're now we're you know crazy idea not gonna give up open threes. Crazy, right? It is. It is I know. Weird. You know what I mean. Um, but we're gonna actually run a whole new scheme. I, I think the whole goal is to you know win a championship. Them. Oh wait, <laughs> check check that box, um, dude. I want y'all to win so bad, like sick. just Giannis winning another championship. Like I want to start vaulting him up in all time yeah. conversation. And you know you can obviously. I know we've mm-hmm. talked about it before, but like mm-hmm. you like as much fun as it is to say a player is good without the hardware. Mm-hmm. You got to have it, like, yeah. especially yeah. like to talk with people, especially people that don't know as much as we do. Yeah. It's like, yes, we all know that Giannis is really good, but can mm. you put him above yeah. KD? And I think what, I, what I've always told, or at least like kind of when I was like introducing basketball like back and so long as like my thing has always been like, I want him to be like the best power forward ever. And I know that's a high ass bar, but like it's Hakeem. He like he Hakeem, oh. Tim Duncan, whoever you want, yeah. whatever. I say Hakeem's like, center. If uh to me to me like it, it's it comes out like something like that like Dirk like that that kind of level like he has to get to that I think he's I would say he's above Dirk. Dirk yeah okay um but it's gonna be hard to pass Duncan I, Duncan I has multiple MVPs like five five championships mm-hmm. like you have to get at least three to definitively pass him yeah I think it comes down to the to the MVPs for me like if Giannis can get a third he gets a second championship. You know what I mean? It, I don't know. You you remember how I was uh, saying that you like a player staying with one team? Yeah, it makes them their whole off. career. Yeah, makes them a higher all time player, no matter what. Just yeah. because, like, yes, it can be a lot with how your team was built, like mm. how management does. But like, as much as it is to not trade a player, you're you're the like dream you to, of the NBA. Like if you, you if have you to succeed. be like Westbrook after KD left looked like an all time 
Thunder player, like mm. a Thunder lifer. Mm. Then when the team decided, okay, we can't win a championship. Like if I will say, if the Thunder won a championship with Westbrook, he would never have gotten traded. Oh, never. He'd just die. because He'd die on the roster. Yeah. Um, but that's something with Giannis where he's good enough and honestly looks like he's going to stay good enough where they just mm-hmm. like, like with Draymond, you can't, you realistically, should you trade him? Yes. Can you trade him? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Like as much as it would help your team now. Yeah. Him, Clay, Curry, unless they leave in free agency, they won't get traded. Like yeah. as much as it, like I said, as much as it would help your team, it's not realistic. Yeah, I agree. Um, but back to Giannis, so like top three or no, oh, Giannis, go ahead, sorry. Um, like if he wins a championship and an MVP this year oh, no, and Finals right. MVP, I oh, know. Like, put me in the goat talk. Hey, all I'm saying is Giannis's storyline is the storybook storyline. I don't want to hear anything other than that. Like, yeah. they made a Disney move on it. Right, hey, and. And it ain't even over, bro. But um, defense rating, I would be comfortable to say we could finish top top ten. I would lock in. I think top five you can lock in. I would love to say top five. I don't know if I'm that confident in the new scheme because we I still got to see Chris in this new scheme. I think he's gonna be a plus moving from at Grayson Allen to Chris Middleton, but I just got to see it. It's more so based off of your team rather than other teams. Yeah, is what I think, and sounds like what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I actually have one on the books as well. So, Marjan Bochamp um, recently dropped by uh, some goofballs in a fantasy league, but I mean, uh, it's okay. But Sean, what's the timestamp for that so you can show? Um, Maybe, one hour. Uh, 18 minutes. Uh, okay, like yeah. So, some, some goofballs minutes. dropped him, and then we had to save their life and put him back on the roster or something. So, something like that happened. I don't know. I, I heard about it. I didn't actually, you know, yeah, wasn't in my league. Um, but Marjan, Marjan was five. Of Giannis's 11 assists on Friday. Okay. Then got the start the next day against the Thunder. Fouled out. Didn't play great. <laughs> but he got the start. Um, is this him taking the next step? Obviously, he fouled out. So we're going to have to keep that in mind since I wrote that, obviously. Um, but he shot 11% from the I don't want to I'm sorry. Shot, I'm sorry. Shot. I'm sorry. He okay. shot one for eight. He, he is now starting on a team, obviously, without Chris Middleton. But he's starting over guys like... In he didn't start this game. Okay, well, he did start. He started one game, so he I have got, to say he got it. one start. Okay. Is there is there a chance this is him taking a step where, like, he went from – I mean, he's starting the first nine games on a team that, I mean, just Championship aspirations. Yeah, that has championship aspirations. Obviously, Chris is out. But he's starting above guys like solid role players like Grayson Allen, Wes Matthews. Um, he started above John Carter. Like, starting in some decent Who level guys. Did oh he started above Javon Carter? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was like, was Drew Holiday out or something? Because there ain't enough spots for all these people. No, um, um, is it him taking the next step? So his his rebound and cutting has looked good. We already kind of saw expected that to be. He, he's a great rebounder as a guard. Um, that three point shooting is not to say the least. Um, but just not even really a question. Kind of I think if a shot goes in, then he's like. Six man ish area. Mm-hmm. I mean, with it, when your team is fully healthy, there's one starting spot available between Javon Carter, Grayson Allen, Marjan Bochamp. Yeah. Oh. Uh, um, because you know, or 
Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, Giannis, and Chris are your mm-hmm. definitive four starters. Mm-hmm. You have one extra starter spot in there for the rest of your roster. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can decide to go big, throw Bobby in there. Yeah. Sometimes you want to throw George Hill, Wesley Matthews, anyone, anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, do we think he can? He has to hit. He has to hit his shots yeah. first off. Like yeah. if he if he is below league average three point shooting, there's no chance he starts. But other than that. Like if he can hit, say right below league average, mm-hmm. do you think he can be like a long term starter? I don't know. I think the bar is like Grayson to me because I would I right now I would rather have, I would rather start Grayson than him. Oh yeah, you, I mean you'd rather start a shooter. He, but he, the biggest thing is he's been taking Jordan Awar's minutes, which is really interesting to me because. I was pretty excited about Jordan Oro after his like FIBA play and then kind of like, you know, he gets a little run. He does. Okay. Like he's always excited when he gets on the court, but I can already start to feel like the fan base starting to be like, it's like, what, what is the thing where it's like, uh, it's like, it's like, um, it's like when Jordan Oro gets the turnover, man, you suck so much, all this kind of stuff. And then it's like, uh, Marshawn air balls a three. It's okay. Young. he's learning uh, and there's like a gordon ramsey uh-huh. like a yeah they donkey and then it's like oh you beautiful son of a human being yeah you are so like it is okay yeah um exactly like that so, so, I, think I, I kind of feel like the fan base kind of turn on so it's like is he like my thing is like i'm just like is he actually better than nawara i think it's more so nawara was that second round guy that is like Okay, it's cool. He's fun. Mm-hmm. It, it's basically like kind of how Thunder fans were with Lou Dort and Jalen Williams. Like Jalen Williams is the uh, shiny new candy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we got him in the first round. But Lou Dort is like this amazing come from behind undrafted guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, it's in a similar boat to that mm-hmm. where it's like the shiny new thing is obviously going to be better in your mind Mm -hmm. than the thing that you have already spent time like Mm -hmm. developing and everything. And you, if that thing doesn't, if that first thing doesn't do good, then that new one is like, I'm coming. (laughs) And obviously Jordan Awara, second round pick, you invested a lot more in Bochamp. So Mm -hmm. it's, would you rather develop Bochamp? who is younger and mm-hmm. you just recently got, mm-hmm. or would you rather keep trying to develop the guy that you got in the second round? You didn't put yeah. as much into him. I think I'm most interested based on like how like Giannis is treating him. Like he's talking about him a lot in pressers after the games. Um, there's been like a lot of clips of them, like in practice together. Like I think, I it, think it's an underdog story yeah, like Giannis. Yeah, it could because, just be like Marshawn just, you know. Wasn't he like homeless or something? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure Giannis relates a lot to him in that sense mm-hmm. compared to Jordan Nawara. Which, yeah, which I mean, a good person to, you know, have, have your back, I guess. Yeah. Um, you got the Gnosis babe. Did you see the other night where Giannis like fouled someone intentionally just so the Gnosis could come in? Uh-uh, that was funny. Not. He like ran up and he's like slaps the guy yeah. and he uh Mike Budenholzer just is laughing on the sideline. He's like, What are you doing? <laughs> and he said, The Gnosis come in. <laughs> I mean, he was waiting to get something, yeah. but 43 seconds left in the game. That's he's, funny. Trying to get him his time. Yeah. Hey. 
you paid him. Why don't you play him? Um, you have anything else? Uh, I got a quick one that we can go straight into the awards. Uh, Desmond Bain's playmaking. Is this real? Is this real? Like, I think it's pretty nice looking. Can it be? Can he be a true secondary creator for the Memphis Grizzlies going into the playoffs? Um, yeah. I think I think it's possible, probable. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he shows he has it, then I'm not going to doubt it. I just think it's insane because like his his usage is about to hit like 28, so he's really getting fed mm-hmm. some possessions, which is what I'm interested to see. And if, the, if that possession count stays up, I mean, it might be more real than what we think. Is what I'm a little mm-hmm. uh, cognizant of. Like, it, like it might be better than what we think just based on some of the times where we're like, Oh, it's no highlight, but he's running the pick and roll and then setting up someone else, you know, or like the primary movement in the, in the motion that then goes to jaws, the cutter, something, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. um, just, it may be better than we think. Not sure yet, but just, I got my eye on it. All right. So let's do awards real quickly. Um, do you have an order that you want to go in? Uh, I'm on the same order. I always have mine. Okay. Um, you start because I'm pretty sure I have them in a different order than you do. How are we always we in different order still? Because I still have the same order as oh, I used to, so I'll have to. I'm going to switch mine around because I know yours is going to be a lot more difficult to switch around. Okay. Uh, MVP. Okay. I got Drew Holiday. I have to. He's looked so good. I can. I didn't even go to be honest. Um, he's really been everywhere, doing everything on both ends for the Bucks uh, this past week, leading them four now this week. 22 and a half points per game, seven rebounds, eight assists, 50, 40, 90 this week. So he's going to get the nod. Um, just like you're going with one of your players, I'm going with Shea. Oh, I've missed perfect. two weeks. So, you know, he did get player of the week the week before the mm-hmm. one that I missed. Um, but if you take out the Bucks game, which was his worst game so far this season, he's averaging 33 points per game during the past two week period. Jeez. And he only missed. One free throw out of, uh, I, I can't see it. Um, if I want to do the math real quick, 22, 30, 32, 41. Out of 41 free throws, he's 40 for 41. Okay. Um, averaging over two steals per game and averaging just over a block per game. Mm. Yeah. So doing it. Like you said with Drew, he's doing it on both ends of the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say he's 50, 40, 90, but he isn't shooting any three. <laughs> Not he, he has taken six threes in the past four games. Jesus. And he's still averaging 32.5. That's crazy. Five. Uh, um, yeah. Luca was pie leader. He was pie leader last week. I don't think I announced that. And then Giannis was week one. Also, I don't, I don't know if I said this, but week one. Giannis was my pie leader, and it was one of the first few times that he's actually hit the, the minutes threshold for me. Huh. I had so many times. I think I had on here there was like nine times where he was actually the leader but didn't have minutes threshold. Huh. Um, there was a few with Luka or with uh, Jokic. Like last season, the second week, it was Giannis, but it was just because Jokic only had 28 minutes per game. Um, but just kind of keep it in mind, that's 30 minutes per game, and then I'm, I'm doing rookie. I'm just leaving it how I did last season. So at the beginning of last season, I did like, 15 and then moved it to 25 after a little bit to just kind of give him time. I said, F it. I'm doing 25 for the whole season. If you're playing 25 minutes, you deserve it. Um, but go to the next one. Reserve. I got Bones Highland. He only played one game, but 
he just kind of feels like the stereotypical. I hate picking a reserve. You already know this. Um, uh, if there was no six men of the year, I would be okay unless it was Bobby Portis. Um, <laughs> but in his one game, 24 points, eight rebounds, or sorry, five rebounds, seven assists, two steals. Strong contender for six man, I guess. I don't really know who he's competing against. I guess I'm not counting Tyler Hero because he's fake six man. Jordan yeah, he's started every game so far. Perfect. This year. Jordan Clarkson starting every game. I mean, there's honestly no, no. I mean, who, who's who's actually going for it? Ben Matherin. Sure. That's my sure six man. Um, he's put up over the past two weeks, which is how I'm going to be doing it for this whole thing. Um, 15 points, 11 points, 32, 16, 23. Um. Not doing much else other than scoring. He's doing a little bit of passing, some rebounding, mm-hmm. and then defensively, he's only gotten two or two steals, one block in the past five games. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we know six man is all about scoring, yeah. and he's not getting my rookie, so he's getting my six man. All right, next we got rookie, and it might sound like we have the same guy. Um, I'm going with Paolo Banquero. Okay. Um, he had a, in his last game, had a 33.16 rebound game. Um, he's been getting to the free throw line insane amounts. He can't hit them yet, but <laughs> the fact that he's getting to the free throw line at such a ridiculous pace mm-hmm. shows me all you really need to know about what they think of him in the future and how he is, I mean, already seen by refs, by teams, yeah. by other players that he's playing against. He's in that superstar whistle for sure. Yeah. Uh, he was the pie leader for rookies tw- over 25 minutes per game. He was pie leader last week. Matherin took it week one just because of his blow up uh, points when he was in on his lower minutes. Um, but I'm actually going with Ujman Zhang Woo! for a rookie. Um, honestly, pretty low minutes to be fair, but he's playing within the offense. I think he's looked incredible moving the ball. His shooting, a decent clip. I put little quotes around decent. Um, the minutes- He's so scared, bro. It's yeah. so bad. Like he looks like a rookie. Yeah, he looks he's like with seventeen, bro. Veterans. Yeah, and he's just like, "Do you want me to shoot it? Oh, you. Oh, you. Oh, okay. Um, shot. And I'm just like, bro. Please. You are good. Yeah, you are six eleven, bro. Yeah. Attack. Do anything. Like yeah. you are really. We picked you eleventh. Like mm-hmm. do your thing. I swear. Uh, I said his minutes are just now starting to ramp up. Uh, he actually posted a higher uh, pie efficiency or player impact estimate than Paolo this week. Uh, he just didn't meet the minutes threshold for it. So just going to throw that out there. Uh, stat line is up next. Uh, mine is a funny one. I have uh, B-Ball Paul, Paul Reed. Okay. Uh, you know, the man who just doesn't get enough minutes, Sean. He's on my fantasy team for a reason. And uh, Friday, he played 18 minutes, two points, six steals, two blocks. Okay. Yeah. So, just kind of crazy. Honestly, a random-ass stat line, but he's going to be my stat line of the week. Um, well, I'm going to be going with one of y'all's players just because he – It's you rarely see it. Mm-hmm. He had 12 points. Yep, that's yes. it. Yes. Um, no, he had 21 rebounds. Mm-hmm. He had 12 points, 21 rebounds, and two assists. Um, 29 minutes. Brooke Lopez. Or not Brooke Lopez. <laughs> Come on now. Bobby Portis. <laughs> um, Brooke Lopez had like 40 points in that game. So, you know, there's a there's a bit of a difference. There's a little um, bit. Yeah, he had 25 points, three rebounds. But, yeah, Bobby gets the 
stat line of the week just because Bobby Boards. 20, yeah. Not Bobby but, Buckets. Not Bobby Buckets. Bobby Boards. Bobby Boards. This week. Uh, game of the week, I have Cavs beat Celtics. This felt like a true playoff game that we were just like spoiled enough to get uh, seven games into the season. Um, Tatum and Brown come out for 56. Garland and Donovan Mitchell put up their own even better. 64. Um, Spider was clutch with a step back three in Tatum's face uh, with like 30 seconds left to tie it up. Good OT. Um, Spider almost hits game winner with like at the buzzer. Jason Tatum gets a, a really, really good defensive block. They go to OT. Uh, the Cavs were just too much. And even Mobley got involved with 15 points. Finally, yeah. finally some scoring from the boy. Um, So I'm sorry, but I have to go with the Thunder game okay. for this. But this is not from this past week. This was from two weeks ago. Uh, well, a week and a half ago. Just because sure. it was such a good game. And you know how I like comebacks are so fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, so the Thunder were down. 18 points in this game. They were down 14 points with four minutes or no, they were down 16 points with four minutes, 14 seconds left. Okay. Thunder end up beating the Mavericks 117, 111 in overtime due to Isaiah Joe coming in the game and just going ballistic 15 points in nine minutes. That's the same thing with like, is this some, y'all just have some random players on our team. It's like Isaiah Ruby. Isaiah Ruby, oh, he dropped six threes yesterday. No, he didn't. That's a fake player, bro. <laughs> That's a fake player. Isaiah Joe is one of the purest shooters I've ever seen. Like, if I see him shoot the ball, I'm like, that's good. Like, that's going in. Like, I can't, I can't not, like, if he shoots, he's good at the pump fake and the dribble bra- once and pull. Is he a Brinus level? No, he's like, he like Gallinari to me. Mm. I mean, Gallinari is a 40% three-point shooter, but um, he's not like skill level as good as him. But mm-hmm. like if he catches the ball, it's just like, I think it's good every single time. Um, Shea dropped 38, 6, and 9 that game. Luca put up 31, 16, and 10. Jeez. And it was just, it was a fun game. So it was a pleasure to watch. And like... <laughs> Especially when you know you're think you're like okay my team's probably gonna lose this game, down 16 with four minutes left and then they come back tie it up and then win in overtime. It's just like how could that not be the game of the week? <laughs> All right, going to the next one. Uh, we have dud of the week. I got the Warriors bench. The um, Warriors and all. They're like so, 0 and five. Yeah, honestly. Five. Uh, so overall this season their bench is negative 375. Holy shit. Like that is I, I literally wrote holy shit in my notes because I didn't believe it. And I put the link. Um so Ryan Rollins this week was a negative 20. Uh Jamichael Green was a negative 48 this week. Patrick Baldwin Jr. was a negative 13. Jordan Poole was a clutch, clutch, negative 34. And uh James Weissman, you know, the guy. Above Lamelo, we just—that's all we really gotta say. Um, negative twenty-one on the week. I'm not gonna go any more on that, but uh, not looking too hot on the bench. Just yeah. gonna. Hmm. All right, you ready for uh, who else is looking not that hot? Um, one of the worst shooters in all of basketball right now, LeBron James. Oh, you're gonna say Jabari Smith? Yeah. Uh, no, Jabari Smith is trash, but um, he's a rookie. He's a rookie. But LeBron James. Um, 
21% from three. Okay, he's probably not shooting that much. 6.9 attempts from three. That's what I don't get. I don't understand where they're spraying. Like, they're throwing the ball. Up. I, it looks like they're throwing, like, one-handed. Like, the thing is, like, I understand, like, okay, eventually it's supposed to come back around. But, like, maybe you just shoot a little, just a little less. You, you ready for this? Huh? The only non-white guy that's shooting above 30% for the Lakers. From the field or from three? Three. Okay. Yes. Lonnie. Westbrook. Westbrook is shooting 32.4% from three on 4.3 attempts per game. You like you love that set too much. Um Austin Reeves and Matt Ryan are 40.9 and 46.2%. So I had to I had to be like, Jeez. okay, the, the non-white boys. Okay. Uh-huh. Um still crazy. But yeah, Westbrook is shooting 32.4% from three. Oh, but he's the worst player in the league. I can't believe the Lakers have him. Uh, Anthony Davis, 23.1% from three, 1.6 attempts. Um, but from the field, 17 attempts from the field. He's shooting over 50% though. Um, and then LeBron, like I just said, 21% from three. Uh, there's a reason that they're not shooting good. <laughs> LeBron is my dud of the week. Jeez. Uh, so we got a new one this season. We're doing surprise. Maybe we, that's a surprise We didn't do team. team. Oh, t- what? Team of the week? I skipped right over team. Oh, no. I did. Uh, I do well, have team. We I just... do have team. I do have team. Oh, okay. I just skipped right over, honestly. Which uh, uh, my team is the Cavs. Uh, uh, they won eight straight. Garland is a true star. And Donovan Mitchell does nothing but lift that ceiling even higher. Uh, clutch OT win against Boston. Smack Detroit around without Garland and Donovan Mitchell. And then combined for 57 to hand the Lakers another loss. Um, well... My team has a longer winning streak than the Cavaliers. It's the Milwaukee Bucks. They're 9-0 and to start the season. Oh, yeah. oh. Like I did last year with the oh. Suns, um, they're going to be my team of the week until they lose. And then when they lose, then you're going to pick them again. And then I'm going to be like, ah, that game was a fluke. And Sorry. Run it back. Run um, it back. But yeah, so those are our teams of the week. Uh, surprise? You want to go first? Um, do I have to go away from the Jazz and Larry Markkinen? Mm-hmm. Do I have to? No. I, I feel like I I feel like I don't have to. Um, my surprise for this week. Mm-hmm. Is that, it's is a it, fun one. It's okay, a fun one. Okay. Bull Bull. Okay. Bull Bull has been doing some weird things on the court. A lot of things. Um, he's been on the court and a lot of um, things have been happening. He's been doing good things though. Um, so he's leading the or no, he's not leading anymore. He's second in the league in blocks per game. And he has zero right now. Weird. Um, but he had, he's been scoring some. He's been rebounding a lot. He's been bringing the ball down the court. Um, Bobo has been doing a lot on the court and it's surprisingly been good. Yeah. Um, so him being a playable NBA player after the past couple years that we've seen is surprising to yeah, me. He was kind of on that verge where like, it was a little weird. Like, is he just gonna fade out like i don't know oh jabari smith scored he has three points five minutes left in the game one for seven one for four ah he just doesn't shoot well it's gross. uh my surprise you mentioned earlier uh michael porter jr absolutely insane start uh 17.1 points 7.5 rebounds and 49 percent from three he looks like a true nba starter um which is really really exciting to see um, after kind of basically being deprived of him for two seasons now, it feels like. Um, so really excited about that. Well, 
that's a fun little um, awards of the week. Hopefully, we keep it going. We got uh, my so my two duds so far have been Russ and LeBron, <laughs> both Laker players. But that's going to close us out for this episode of the Break Starter Podcast. We love you, and we're out. Later. Oh wait, and don't forget to um, go rate us on. Yeah, Apple. Yeah, oh, you shit. said you were gonna I say it. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> throw it in. Throw it in. Throw it in. Um. Uh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the, on the Apple Podcast, leave us a review. Rate us. Uh. It. It had to be five stars, but like the. Al- we want you to. I say the algorithm kind of says you kind of need to, so it's gonna have to be five. Sorry. If you like us, rate us five stars. If you don't, rate us five stars, and just be like, and just put a bad comment on there. That's all we. Yeah. Need. Yeah. Um, we'll read them. Just, just put. Five yeah, stars. we'll read them on the pod too. So say you like us, please. Yeah, actually, um, I might read the top top comment next time. All right, we love you, and we're out. Later.